Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as light workers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's Your Story, we will focus on real people with killer jobs and talk about how they got where they are today. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Hi, everyone. Hi. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We are live today inside, what is this, the library? It's literally what we call it, the library. The library at the Good Housekeeping Institute. In the Good Housekeeping Institute, in the Hearst Building, which we are thrilled to be at. I'm not going to say excited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we are here with one of my older, dearer friends, oldest, dearest friends. Um, Not older, I'm older. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I'm oldest. And oldest. (laughs) Rachel Rothman, who we are going to let introduce herself, but we go way, way back, mm-hmm. and we're so thrilled that she joined us today, and uh, go I'm ahead, the Rachel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, lo- I love the name, by the way, Dreamcatcher. Oh, it's just like, one from the way that it kind of rolls off the tongue, and also what it implies is really wonderful. Oh, thanks. Um, so I am Chief Technologist at the Good Housekeeping Institute, which is the product testing arm for Good Housekeeping. So it's a brand that's over 130 years old. Uh, the institute itself was founded in 1900, you know, to help consumers make more informed choices um, when they're purchasing things and to serve as a consumer advocate. So before there was an FDA and all these government agencies, we were around telling consumers what's what. So that's probably what I love best about my job is that I feel like we're making a really large impact. I get to reach over 40 million people every single month on various platforms, and I get to help them make their life easier, better, smoother, whatever it may be. And, you know, we're three busy moms and to be able to give people back opportunities to spend the moments they want doing the things they want to do and not have to worry about, you know, should I get that rock and play for my child? Um, you know, I'm happy to be able to to be that person and to work with an amazing team that's able to provide that information to people. And just listening to her speak is enjoyable. Oh, all right, everybody. We're <laughs> out. All right. Bye. We're done. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so we're hour and a half walk- of sleep. I had three uh, throw up sessions last right. night. So, so Rachel has yeah. two, two under <laughs> two, two and a half. Yeah, yes. okay, and another one on the way. Yeah, we're right? brewing, oh my brewing goodness. a third. For- do you know what you're having? Surprise. Surprise. I'm surprised yes. with all of them. It's the best. Yeah, we knew that, I think, because you had yeah. that in common. So yep. Marissa didn't find out with either, and I best found out thing. with both the second I was able. Yeah. By the way, I just need to insert a statement here. People think you are a planner and you need to know. I'm going to speak for Rachel and myself. Yeah. That there is actually no one more insane than someone that doesn't find out. Yes. <laughs> People actually think that I know and I'm not telling them because I'm so type A and a planner and yes. an organizer. And I'm like, no, it's literally the best thing it's in the, the world. It's the only surprise you can Ever. actually have. Yes. Do you have a gut instinct of what it is? It's fine. I do. Do you think it's a boy? <laughs> well, once I say it out loud, it's, it's okay, no don't, longer. Okay. okay. The first two I knew were girls. Like, I knew. And now you're not 100% girls. sure. This one, like psychologically and physically I feel like it's a boy but like emotionally I think it's a girl okay they're I'm very torn so for the record 50, 50 she shot. comes from a family of four kids two and two yes. two and two so 
could go I either mean, way, so as we I'm know. A 50-50 shot. I also, it's technically <laughs> 70%. 70%, 70% it's going to be a girl, just based on odds, because yeah, I have that two sounds girls. very CTO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're just That's an engineer right there. I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, why do you know that percentage? Yeah, my, oh my husband gosh. was like, 50-50. I was like, not quite, but sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get it. Yeah. You can explain oh the math later. Okay, so we are here today. We decided to do this off-site, which we're so excited to do. And yes, I said excited, and I'm, I am excited to do. Um, so thanks to our friends at Shared Universe for coming with us today. We're going to talk to you thanks, about Christian. your story. No um, you obviously have an awesome story. And unlike most humans that we speak to, or in general... You have been working here since you graduated college, correct? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. So I've had been here. five or six roles. I'm going on 12 years here. That's incredible. Um, I've been really fortunate to work for an amazing company with amazing people who have allowed me to do amazing things. You know, And as I've kind of plateaued in certain roles, I've had the opportunity to grow into something new and take on new tasks and new challenges. So. And as you were saying earlier, which we'll touch on probably, you do a lot of like ad hoc stuff. Like you like help out in other areas at Hearst, not yes. just in your role. So what was your first job here? Test engineer for consumer electronics predominantly. So that meant I got to test the latest phones, computers, laptops, TVs. Um, and my family has a background in consumer electronic distribution. So I was like in the blood. Yeah, literally. Like that was dinner conversation. Like that was the fodder. It was like talking about skews of the latest right. televisions or whatever. <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a running joke. But the biggest conference of the year for me is always CES, which mm-hmm. used to be known as Consumer Electronics Show. Um, and my first one had literally been in the womb. And I've been covering it for Good Housekeeping now for 12 years. So it's kind of nutty that it's all. It's we all get complex. it. We it's understand all, it's all what it's yeah, like to yes. work for Wait, your family blood. Yes. Before we talk about her career here, we need mm-hmm. to at least. Pay I know. I just to wanted her to. Prior. We will. But yeah. I just wanted to understand like how she started, where she started, and yes. how she got to here, which we'll talk about. So what was your first job? Like, you know, which I think I mean, I my know first job is actually Ramaquai. Ramaquai yeah, yeah. Counselor, which is how I know you. <laughs> Um, so your first job was a camp counselor. Yes, it Got was. It. Um, and I was at Ramaquay for 18 years yeah. uh, between camper and counselor. Um, Another and, lifer. I just yeah. explained that this weekend. I'm like, no, I did not go to sleepaway camp. No. And yes, anyone that went always came right back. Yes, exactly. No one gets it. Jennifer Rothman actually tried sleepaway camp twice, two failed occasions. Oh, my God, um, vomit. My daughter it. leaves on Wednesday. And so that's why <laughs> it's very topical. It's very topical right yes. now because we've been talking about sleepaway camp with a lot of our friends because Marissa's daughter's leaving. A lot of people are leaving this weekend. And, like, you don't get it. There was, like, 20 guys and 20 girls every year, every single year. So Rachel was yes. a couple years behind me, but she was part of the girls of her year, and yeah. I was part of the girls of my year, and no one left. Yeah. And then as you got older, the the age difference got smaller, and even though Rachel and I are five years apart, we yeah. were all counselors together. Um, and it was a really awesome first job. Yeah, amazing. I'm still, fr- I'm still friends well, with a lot of people. Well, Jamie and I talk about it all the time about, um, especially when we're speaking to younger people, about who you are in your friend group, that's one of Jamie's favorite things to say. And mm-hmm. I think it goes without saying, just in, in the first six minutes of talking to each other, you yeah. have very, very similar personalities. Sure. Um, and you like to celebrate others, which yeah, obviously we do so. as well. Um, and you have a lot of passion, which mm-hmm. obviously Jamie's... You both do. Well, I do, yeah. but I think passion is probably Jamie's middle name. Maybe, um, yeah. Or first. First. And Excited's it, first. Passion. It's my third name. <laughs> Yeah, Um, but I think in general, if you're really zooming in on bullet points from a resume from 16, 17 years old, you can start to see, you know, the person that's going to grow up to be a leader, a leader. 
And, it, mm-hmm. and, it, and ironically, people are always so worried about their internships and all of this different stuff, which I'm not saying, believe me, I get which it. Which we're going to talk about really in a second, important. too. Yes. Um, but I think that your true scrappy best assets mm-hmm. come from those first few jobs. Yeah, and I, uh, to that point, I think it's always looking at whatever you're doing. Assets are translatable into other fields. Right. So I was a camp counselor for 13-year-old girls. Do you want to talk about a tougher group of people no. to manage? No, like, worst audience no, group ever. Yeah. It, yeah. In fact, no. Marissa just did a resume workshop for 7th graders, and we talked, we co-miserated. Yes. I'm no. like, I, those were my girls. I yes, exactly, exactly that age. Dear exactly. everyone, yep. dear everyone, especially <laughs> the CTO. Yeah. I have spoken to probably not as large audience as you have, but I have spoken to tons of Uh people in my career of all levels, including brain surgeons at Mount Sinai Uh that were retiring and wanting to join the workforce. Yeah. Okay. Not necessarily the most exciting crowd. Mm -hmm. I know, I, super I, it is and exciting. she just pulled exciting, not you. Yeah, no, she did. I said exciting. It was a. You said an exciting. Adverb. <laughs> um, an adverb. Different usage. Um, but I have spoken to all kinds of people at all walks of life. Yeah. And the most challenging day I have ever had professionally was when I was in a classroom trying to inspire seventh graders. Yes. Very, I literally walked out of there. I had to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst day. I'm not yeah. funny. I'm not cool. They don't think anything I said was interesting. They don't like my outfit. Like, I completely came undone. Yeah. But little did you know that behind closed doors, they probably went home and told their parents, like, I just had them. I met the most incredible person. I heard the most incredible thing. So yeah, they definitely you don't realize that. You're, to each other. I mean, I literally just had one of my campers come in, who's now in the, the PR world, and she was just like, you made such an impact on my life. Like... I, I was literally nervous to come and meet you and, like, to, to see you at this point in my it's career. It's funny you was, say that. So the girls that were my campers were, like, are all probably, they're about 30 now. So it's, like, Allie Berger, who mm-hmm. I placed, Alana Friedman, who, when they came in, I was, like, they were, like, oh, my God, it's, it's you. And I'm, like, you don't understand. Like, I have memories of you just being, like, I don't want to go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's my note. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to get my hair wet. Yes. Um, but they have very positive yeah. images of me, which yeah. is so it's very ironic. So you, you'd be surprised yeah. how inspiring you probably were to them. But, they but, just don't know how to express it. Yes. But to that point, like, bringing a group of 15, 13-year-old girls and being responsible for them at, like, Six Flags, let me tell you, like, ex- my, yeah. Is, it's exhausting, is, yeah. but, like, from an organizational standpoint, like, I was on top of them. I knew where they were, what they were doing, what was going on. So I think even just in terms of, like, management and taking care of things and making sure, like, things are being rearranged, it was teaches you some responsibility. Yes, exactly. And what was your first – so you then you went to Penn. Correct. Yes, and at Penn, oh, I did I did internships. Uh, I was within, a Penn reject, with, as with, all Michigan kids are. Within the PR and communications world. Um, so I worked for Columbia Pictures in the city um, for three years. Um, so I, it was an amazing opportunity for me. I was in the lab, and I was, like, knee-deep in science and engineering all day long that I wanted to kind of be in a different group of people, more communicative people oh, and creative, mechanical engineering, oh. uh, and more just exciting people, you know, for lack of a better word. I've always been a left-right brain straddler, and I felt like in engineering I was really utilizing my logic, my pragmatic side, my, you know, all, all of those elements, but I wasn't really utilizing the creative side of me. So it was nice to go into that world for a little bit. So is also, that why you did your internships on that side? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I needed so I needed to be in a different like environment. You knew when you graduated, you were going to end up in wherever so, you were. I, yeah, it's funny. When I was in school, in college, I thought I'd go with the finance or consulting route. 
that just because that's what Penn kind of helps feed and foster and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of ingrained in you um, when I was younger I always knew something kind of logic based like so there was a period of time where I wanted to be a doctor and then I was like I don't love doctors and I wanted to be an architect because I loved kind of structure. you know structure and the lines and all of that so it was always stuff that was you know more on that side of things um, so I, I kind of wanted exposure to something else into a different group of people into a different kind of thought process when I was in school that's fascinating you know interestingly enough also and I always insert the 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 color for from a staffing perspective is like when you are a major in mechanical engineering okay so again when I speak to young people through through any age Mm -hmm. people tend if they're interested in engineering Mm -hmm. they tend to have been interested in it from a Since young age. the young age. Yeah. So if I were to have interviewed you prior mm-hmm. to being a camp counselor and asked you what you wanted to be when you were a grown-up, yeah. you might have said something like that, right. architecture, engineer, where when I'm in a classroom to the di- to mm-hmm. this day, mm-hmm. you know, half the class is going to be a baseball player. Yeah. Like for the New York Yeah, Yankees. it was never that. Um, and then there's a few dancers, an American Idol, yeah. and then like a teacher, a nurse, a doctor. Right. And then like... The one astronaut. random agri- yeah. like architect, yeah, architect. who's going to probably end up but going I'm saying down the line. They, they follow that path. Yeah, However, sure. what I think is incredibly magnetic about you, which is why we're interviewing mm-hmm. today, is you have such a high, and, and this is a word that I actually just recently learned, so I don't want to look like I'm super, mm-hmm. super smart, no, like engineering are. smart, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you have such a high EQ. Oh, thank you. So for someone to have, and to our listeners, and considering I run a staffing mm-hmm. firm and I didn't know this terminology, I'll just back it up a little bit and be honest. <laughs> So an EQ is like an IQ. Everyone knows what an IQE is. But an EQ is your emotional or social ability. So even though you are a structured Excel, you know. Oh, yeah. Pivot table. Pivot table person. You or somebody that could get on a bullhorn and be like, let's go to Swimming Girls. And like, I'm going to get you some candy and we're going to go on a bus to Six Flags. Yes. And that worked for you also, which, by the way, is not not common. Yeah, it's hard to find. Um, And from a hiring capacity, it's no wonder that the team here has made the most of you. (laughs) No, I appreciate Um, it. I would say the entire staff fits that mold. It's all people who come from, like, very scientific backgrounds, but who are capable of... Happen to have the really great bedside matter. Who are capable of, you know, writing, who are capable of being spokespeople for our brand. So I would say that when we're hiring people, that's something that's, you know, really critical for us, that you need to have the science, you need to have, you know, the, the hard... Uh, skills there, but you also have the softer EQ skills. Yes. Yeah. So when did you, we covered a little bit of some of the skills. Mm-hmm. We, we typically would talk here about like what skills do you still draw on today about mm-hmm. some of your old jobs, which we kind of covered already. So when did you have your aha moment where you're like, this is what, this is the route I'm going to take. You're, you know, you're at Penn, you think yeah. you're going to go into finance mm-hmm. or consulting. What happens? I kind of stumbled upon it, I'll be honest. I mean, I had aha moments later once I was in the role and kind of evolving into new roles, but it wasn't a ro- like an aha that led me to get where I am. I actually had an undergraduate advisor who said, you know, Good Housekeeping Institute is looking for a mechanical engineer who's highly communicative and who loves consumer electronics. And I was like, oh, so, yeah. So a pen counselor, hey. like a counselor yeah. at school. Yep. By the yep. way, see, that I love because mm-hmm. typically we're having the reverse conversation. In fact, we just recently did a podcast that was specific to just new grads because mm-hmm. so often people are coming out of their undergraduate degrees with very little guidance. Yeah. There's a staggering statistic of people that are not going to their career centers that don't right. have guidance yeah. of which way to go. Mm-hmm. So whether it's because you were in some sort of specialized major yeah. or not, it's great that you had an I'm advisor. I'm lucky that he saw those things in me and 100%. said I would be a great fit for it. And I try to give back and I go back to Penn and I speak 
to the engineers and talk to them just I about do a lot of that too. You know, there's a myriad mm-hmm. of opportunities out there. Did you like? I had no idea a job for a mechanical engineer existed like this. I wouldn't have had any. You wouldn't idea. have known. And I even applied for this job. And in retrospect, I am the perfect person for the job that I was hired for. Like, I I truly believe that now in retrospect. I, I applied for the job, I interviewed for the job, and I wasn't feeling great about it. I was like, they're going to find somebody more qualified, somebody who's better for it, whatever have you. So Human? Yeah, yeah, no. And I I, I try to instill something upon, you know, as particularly women, because they tend not to have it, is to have confidence when you're going in. You know, I should have been able to own the things that I had and that I knew, not in a way that's with hubris and that is egotistical, but in a way of... No, I love consumer electronics. No, I'm a mechanical engineer. Yes, I'd be happy to be a spokesperson for you guys. You know, I'm willing to learn. I want to take on these things. So uh, I think that there's a fine line between those two elements of being confident but not being cocky. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it's interesting. I'm interviewing a lot of people now. We have a handful of roles open that that comes up a lot like that. You either see someone who's not prepared for it and not feeling great about it, or you're seeing the person who kind of already walks in with entitlement, and that's it's very you know, difficult. This yeah, generation's it's a, tough. It's a very it's it's a very bizarre landscape. You know, I would go in and I, I think that I was on the wrong side of things, but you know, there's a but you got the there, job. There's a sliding scale <laughs> and a pendulum to it. Yeah. Yes, I wowed them. I had a very uh, robust test that they made me take also, and I went through multiple you know rounds of interviews, and I actually got the offer for the role here um, as I was about to take my. first first final for my last semester so um, wow yeah that's incredible so you knew where you were going you knew where you were going right after graduation correct I went to birthright and I started here the next day extremely jet lagged good for you yeah see I I tell Maris all the time she needs to go on birthright (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about your role now. So we okay, kind of sure. walked through how you got here. Yep, test it's, rare, engineer. it's rare, by the way, that we have to skip over. Not that we're skipping yeah. these years, but like you've been here this whole time. Right. So tell us a little so bit now. It's an anomaly for your generation. It's very, yeah. Yes. It's, and and uh, frankly, not just your generation. Anyone's generation. Yeah, anyone's anyone's hard to find somebody yeah. with your kind of and Especially, yeah. not only is it rare, we, we already know you're industry. unique. But like to be... In the same brand and grown within the same brand mm-hmm. and stimulated within the same brand yeah. and then also to be in the media or fashion or creative industry mm-hmm. at all and be able to hang your head on that yeah. is, is it's almost I've been very lucky. It's, yes, yeah. it's almost impossible. Yeah. So Doing it's nice right to thing, hear that you're possible. Um, so test engineer to senior test engineer to engineering director to technical manager to technical director to chief technologist. Um, so, so what does say, that mean exactly? What is your so, day-to-day like? So my day-to-day now is oversight of all product testing and methodologies. So here uh, on this floor, we have various labs with various experts across uh, chemistry, chemical engineering, uh, fiber scientists, a registered dietitian, other mechanical engineers, you know, you name it in kind of the STEM fields. Um, and we are testing products continually for in print, in digital, in social, in TV, whatever it may be. Um, so for me, it's really exciting that I'm never just stuck with like one category anymore. I get to have exposure to a lot of different things. And it would be, you know, we're about to start a range test and looking at our methodology and seeing, you know, how can we vary this? Because we want to do a combination of lab testing and consumer testing, in-lab, at-home testing, et cetera, kind of, uh, you know, putting things through its paces to make sure that 
quantifiably we can feel comfortable saying it performs well, but also qualitatively and also from a consumer's perspective. So, for instance, I'm looking at your eyes. We're doing an eye cream, um, and we have. Do a, I need the eye cream? Yet? No, you look phenomenal. Your okay. eyes look amazing. No, your eyes look amazing, and that's why I was saying it's that. A, it's a lash yeah. extension, yeah. Rachel. Okay, Come no, on, no, they look amazing. Fair. This is professional hair and makeup. <laughs> I this is not what I look like. Um, so, if we're doing that, we do in lab testing where we have uh, instrumentation for looking at skin firmness and moisturization and like the when you would go to a dermatologist you would go under something called a Visia machine and it looks at your complexion and it's a complexion analyzer so we can very quantifiably see before and after something improving the moisturization of your skin but then we also have consumers using it so they get blinded products we're literally shipping out thousands of products every single year to consumers across the country who will then weigh in on uh, you know those products for us how did it feel did you perceive that your you know your eyes felt softer smoother less wrinkles etc you know that type of thing Um, so it's the combination of those two things and I get to help oversee our approach and our our methodologies around those things so that's a big thing part of my job so tell me as somebody that started Mm. in PR I find this fascinating so tell me which came first the chicken or the egg here so do you products pitch you guys yep. to test them mm-hmm. or are you seeking out products to test or is it kind of a combination combination it's it's like more traditional to a typical editorial role i mean like i'll receive thousands of emails a day uh with people pitching, pitching their you. products to, mm-hmm. to to us um and then on any given occasion so i'm looking through those and unlike other publications uh-huh. not to interrupt you you're mm-hmm. not going to include things on your pages that Correct. are not good housekeeping approved yeah so the there's the good housekeeping seal and yep. with that we take on a two-year limited warranty for any product so if a product has the seal on it and you find it to be defective we will either replace that product or refund you your money um so that's something else that we do with here where we'll actually get complaints from consumers and we have to handle those very few because we you know we're very very rigorous in our testing and our evaluations behind the good housekeeping seal. Um, but then we're also just testing things for the magazine. So it's not technically, you know, approved, but it's uh, things that we've tested and we feel confident in and Putting we want to recommend. What was the so, one that I'm thinking of from when we were growing up that my mom would look at? Consumer Reports. Got it. Yeah. So I would say, again, that we think very highly of them and a lot of times we'll similar, have similar testing yeah. and, and kind of backgrounds behind it. Um, I would say ours is less wholly performance driven and it's also incorporating more real life scenarios because our target audience is predominantly female, theirs is predominantly male and if you just think at how people are making consumer purchase you know, choices, it's in a very different way. So sure. for us, it's very important that if you're getting a refrigerator, not only does it have to be a refrigerator that keeps the temperature consistent and accurate and all these things. That you but like the shelves. That you, yeah, exactly. That you can get in and out of the drawer yes. without knocking the other thing off. Yes. In fact, all those things. Actually, I have a lot of today literally yes. my husband Dave goes yeah. make sure to ask Rachel which fridge we should buy because we're buying a fridge and we're, he's like which bu- which fridge because we currently have side by side you have a yeah. lot of you information have a in your head yeah, so yes. when you ask who are you in your friend circle and or outside your friend circle, you're like I, Google. I'm the I'm the product <laughs> Google database. So like which one should we get? Why? Yeah. Uh, particularly people when they're doing baby registries, when they're doing wedding registries, and when they're buying a new house, that's when they tap into me and they're like Rachel, and I'm like, here's the list. Yeah. I send the good housekeeping list and then the Rachel Rothman list. You know, they're slightly so, different. Slightly different. <laughs> been here, interestingly enough, I feel like the point of view or good housekeeping's point of view mm-hmm. has has. I don't want to say modernized, yeah. but it's like I feel like originally mm-hmm. their emblem or their imprint would be on more female skewed, mm-hmm. home oriented things. I, and then, you know, if you're collecting information out there on an eye cream, yeah. not to say that that wouldn't be the same demographic, right. but that would normally probably be in a beauty 
magazine. So I'd and I feel say like you've diversified your palette. I appreciate you saying that. I would say we've always though been true to that. Like we've always been a broad reaching women's lifestyle publication where we hit beauty, home, fashion, product, all these different elements of it. So we've always been kind of full book. I think the name itself lends itself to people thinking about the home and, and those sure. types of things. I would say from a modernization perspective, if you look at the aesthetic of the magazine and kind I of feel the like packaging it's of it, a much, it's, it's like a real... It's really young and fresh and I mean, I love it. Like you're looking at the I think that's July cover right now. Um, so I, I would say definitely in the aesthetic and the packaging behind things, but who we are and kind of the content that we do has actually been fairly consistent across, across uh, broad reaching of things. How, um, who's your, who's your, um, what's your age demographic now? We probably hit more people in every individual demographic age group than just about any other publication. So within, yeah. you know, millennials is our fastest growing audience and we reach several million. Um, so within each bucket, we reach... Millions, and you do it yeah. without alienating the others. Yeah, it's no, no easy feat. I, I bow down to our editors, um, to our editor in chief, Jane Francisco, um, Lori Jennings, who who heads up the the institute content and is the deputy editor, Megan Murphy, whom you know mm-hmm. uh, as our executive editor. It's a really fantastic team, uh, and you know our, Melissa, Jane, who Jane heads up our artistic direction. I got introduced direction. once, and I have I, you know what I'm thinking now that I'm actually sitting here. Yeah, um, she interviewed a babysitter of mine. When did yeah. she ever hired her? That would be funny. Yeah. When she moved oh. to New York. When That's she moved very to, funny. She moved to Hoboken, I think. No, she's in in New Jersey. Why am I drawing a blank on the town? She did a bat like yeah. I was a reference check. Oh, that's for fantastic. A babysitter. Okay. And it was just one of those things where I like remember her name because yeah. it's kind of not necessarily because of the job. Right. But because the name is one yeah, of those Jane like it's yeah. a, yes. it just sticks out. So yes. tell us about the seal. I think the seal is fascinating. Yes. I don't know why. I'm just like obsessed with it. Yeah. And before we got on air, you said it was we're coming up on the hundred and tenth anniversary of the seal, but yes. you said the magazine itself is the magazine itself was founded in eighteen eighty five. Got so it. Over hundred. So the seal years. came a little later. Yeah. So you like get it on Pony Express. So, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> So the like, in, like wagon yes. wheel. So the institute was founded in 1900, and in 1909 we launched what later became the Good Housekeeping Seal. So it was just a list of awesome products that we said we stand behind, you know, and that you can trust these products. And sure. then it evolved into what is now known as the Good Housekeeping Seal. Um, and several decades ago, we took on a two-year limited warranty for any products that bear the seal. So it is a partnership, and we look at uh, brands that have the Good Housekeeping Seal as partners of ours. Um, and yeah, it's it's real. I mean, we go through very rigorous testing right now. Um, I actually probably shouldn't name specific brands, but we're going through a lot a lot of product testing. But there's um, so it, much interesting marketing out there that would that is that needs to be like. It was only hey guys. Yeah. But yes. this, by the way, no was thanks. like an accidental marketing campaign in a way. You know what I mean? You think about it, how it was invented or or, or came about in so long well, because ago. Because it was yeah. authentic. It was right. And, and it, it was just, authentic. That's, that's what it was. So amazing we, about I would it. say authenticity is something that has been, you know, true as a, an like undercurrent. Like it's not just marketing. It's just no. really and I like the to, products yeah, and, and they work. Exactly. And in today's market, I think that there's such a general taste of mistrust and, you know, what can we believe in fake news and in companies making crazy marketing. Marketing claims and you know what like, what is a consumer like to trust? Eating, like blueberries and like acai. Yeah, because, people right, are having that's... people are having celery water and being like, this is the healthiest thing. And right. we have our registered dietitian being like, no, don't drink. Like, right. stop. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, like no um, pressure on those people. Yeah, so like, on your team, like yeah. that's a lot of pressure. I, I would say, but it's it's it, instead of pressure, I look at it as like a badge of honor that we're doing True. such a service to people that they do trust us, that they look at us as this unblemished you know, icon of something to trust and to believe in. And people see it and they're just like, yep, I can trust that. You I don't know, need to do my homework on it. From an emotional yeah. standpoint, you're giving 
giving people a well-deserved and earned boundary. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't have to overthink about this no. one thing. Yeah, You exactly. could just ask them and they'll know. Yes. I'm very excited for the September. You were mentioning the September issue. We're doing a lot of really cool stuff around the seal so people have a sense of, like, where it is in their home and things like that. Um, I'm always I, – I've worked here, you know, over a decade, and I'm always surprised. Like, when I open up my and, – and I run testing for the seal. Right. But I open up – You're like, my, oh, this has yeah, the seal. Like, <laughs> and I'm, no, but I'm always, like, every, like, laundry detergent that I have in my home has the seal. And everything in my bathroom and all my products in there have the good housekeeping seal. So, yeah, I'm no, excited really, to go home and take it, my inventory. Yeah, go, go through, and, and then I'm going to be like, look oh, at everything. What, 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 am, I, what am I ingesting? In your cabinet? <laughs> uh, right now, I'm using a Tide. Um, I, it's actually funny. A lot of the products in my home are actually blinded because I'm usually doing live testing for us. So, in this current moment, I think I have. I think I actually only have two products on that I'm uh, testing. I won't go into details on them, but at any given moment, so like, like for example, I may be I testing use- a bra or an underwear or an eye yep. cream. Whatever I use be. Kirkland, which I think is interesting yep. because the diapers did very well in our test. I yeah. actually saw that randomly because yeah. <laughs> before I, I should have asked you, but we were having yeah. a diaper issue yeah. in my house. As do many. Um, and so Kirkland ended up being the winner, but yeah. also Kirkland's, which is Costco's could brand. It, for could have saved those. you a lot of time. I should have just, just asked Rachel. Just asked Rachel. Just asked Rachel. I don't know why. That's a new, that's a new yeah. Instagram. That's a new yeah. Instagram hashtag. Um, so where are we? Okay, so we talk about what you did now. Um, I, I was going to something else that I'm really excited that I get to do here is uh, work with Hearst Lab and the teams oh, yes. that come through for this. So for those that aren't super familiar with it, it's Hearst um, on homegrown. We call it a greenhouse because it's not exactly an incubator where things are kind of on a set routine. But we bring in female led companies that have been vetted through various people within our organization. So, so it's your grown up approach to Ramaquay. Yeah, it's our, it's, literally. <laughs> yes. is what is all I'm hearing. Yes, these that, are is your exactly these you, that is exactly what you're these hearing. Are your and we get to help nurture them and grow them. And um, I mean, where else do you get? Where else at an incubator would you have access to? They they work up on the 41st floor here. So I mean, st- look at this. I mean, this building's beautiful. It's insane. So people get to work within the building, access to our legal team, to our PR team, to our communications team, to editors, to, you know, a cross-section of de- to, to developers, et cetera. Um, so they're investors or partners? So Hearst does invest a, a small portion of it, and then we bring them in-house and, you know, nurture and, and them nurture for them. for 8 to 12 months. Um, and it has been so successful, and hats off to that whole team. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, Eve Burden, who is, um, you know, the the head of our, our legal team here, as well as a million other things, and the only woman on the Hearst board here is such an advocate and champion for women's rights and, you know, bringing uh, female leaders here within the company up to be to be seen and to, to kind of rise through the ranks, you know, when, when, when deserved. And, um, you know, it was her brainchild along with Chris Wilkes, who what they've built is amazing. And they came to me four years ago. I, I don't think I had children yet. They came to me four years ago and they were just like, we have this idea. What do you think? I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Whatever you need, the answer is yes. Here I am. Like, I'm raising my hand. So uh, I'm for for me, some of the things that I can do to help support them is helping them with like QA. We run a lot of surveys here. So research and insights is a big thing that I do here. So whether it be for actual product tests that we're doing as well as just consumer feedback on various uh, trends, what are they seeing what are they interested in you know a host of different things uh that's something that we can support them with um and just through my lens of what i do i get to meet with companies all the time early stage later stage you know i met with 
Google and Amazon last week, and I get to meet with all these cutting-edge startups um, in all these different spaces. So to be able to bring those companies into our house here at, at the Hearst Tower is really incredible, and to see them as they're growing. And uh, again, it's that. been here for three years, and it's it's been awesome. That's very cool. I want to yeah. look up. I want to look up all of your. Are there like. Do they graduate? Or? Yeah, so yes, we kick them out, sadly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been tremendously successful for us. The valuations are, you know, through the roof. Um, and yeah, there is a dedicated site for it. I think that that's what you were going to have to check it out. You can check it out. Right. out that sounds very dream catchery. Yes, very, very dream catchery. Yeah. Hearst Lab. We're going to yes. check that out. By the way, have you tested Dax and Kristen's new baby line? Uh, we are testing products currently. So. Interesting. Fascinating. Yes. I'm obsessed with them. So something Hashtag like that Jackson again, like we, yeah, we get to we'll we'll be invited to all those events and stuff. Sure. So kind of in the same way when you're in PR, like it's a it's a media game. Um, but for us, if we're looking at something from a category perspective, we usually will put on top of that screening criteria. So if we're looking at refrigerators, we may look at the newest French door refrigerators. Sure, you know, that you were talking about before. So we'll do you know homework, research, etc. We're simultaneously meeting with all the companies. We're going to all the you know kitchen and bath shows and we're looking right now at the kind that has like two doors but then also has two freezer doors yeah, so yes. one's like for things you need all the time and then yeah. one's for Whatever like you do, just don't get mine yeah right good to know um we'll have so, an offline conversation we're yeah we'll have to talk about that after yeah, that's yeah. not to bore everyone <laughs> so is there anything you wish you'd known when you started that you know now no i think i actually not knowing some stuff was you know to the benefit of myself that i went and sought it out and made made you know, opportunities that potentially didn't exist. I wasn't kind of limited in the constraints of saying this is a traditional role. So and not knowing and kind of creating around that, it's played to my benefit. Um, I mean, I wish I had certain attributes younger on, like more confidence that I was saying. Um, but yeah, I've been tremendously lucky here at Hearst where I've had um, not only mentors, and I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time, but also sponsors, people within the organization that can actually impart change for me and help me. We talk about that yeah. often. We call it your board of, board of board directors, yeah. board of advisors, your yeah. own personal peeps, yeah. right? Yes. Your mentors, your advocates, people yes. that will speak on your behalf. And how do you get those? As you Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. why did these people that had this amazing idea for Hearst Lab come to you for mm-hmm. advice and to ask you to be part of it? Likely because you raised your hand enough, right? Yeah. You volunteered for things. You were present. You mm-hmm. showed your Pre- face. Presence is a big thing, I, th- I think. Um, I put myself out there, so I've had the opportunity by nature of what I do. One of the opportunities is Consumer Electronics Show. So it's a space where traditionally we send a lot of our C-suite and executives and things of that nature. And by nature of what I did, I would lead a trend report and do tours for them. So within Hearst, and I got exposure to a, a wide cast of people. That's fun. Um, which was really, yeah. I mean, let's talk about... So leading tours let's again. T- let's just, talk just, about I'm just, I'm just trying to I, mean, I, had a, I had a mic. They had headsets. I was like cheering. I don't think anyone had such a good time at CS as they did, as on, the, did. on the Rachel Rothman <laughs> tour. I'm just saying. Um, but that was a great opportunity for me to get exposure to those people. So I think, again, showing up, saying yes. Um, I often am a yes and person. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's there's yes people, there's no people, there's yes but. Um, I try to be a yes and person. You know, yes isn't always possible, but it may be possible in a certain construct or in a different way or in a different timeline. So it's yes and these are the things we're going to need or yes and I think it should go after this or whatever it may be. So I think having a point of view is important and being comfortable to share that point of view and defend that point of view. Um, is really important. So, you know, when I first started here, I obviously wasn't as comfortable in speaking my mind, even if I knew and I had the conviction and I had the 
data and or backup to support it. Um, but that's something that I've definitely grown into to be able to to share my voice, share my opinion, et cetera. So I'm a yes and person. Well, considering one of our mantras or one of the things that we say on a regular basis mm-hmm. is say yes. Yeah. I think every once in a while now I'll insert an ellipses that says yes and. and. Yeah, exactly. A la Rachel. Yes. Yeah, there you I go. love that. And yeah. in fact, that was actually our next question. I like is and instead of but. Yeah. I'm always a but I'm a always negative. an ander. And I'm always always a small, small negative connotation, yeah. but. Or, yes, a lar- but. or a large negative connotation. Yes, yes. So totally. It's a yes and. There's nothing positive about but. Yeah, Yeah, but is usually like a Right? I, I, yeah. I feel that in parenting nah. a lot when people say something and it's like, I love my kids, but, but. or it's like, it, and it, it negates the positive that you're saying before, or 100%. you're saying something negative, you know? So I'm always an ender. I like it. Yeah. It's a nice ch- word choice. Word choice. Say. I talk about that all the time. Word choice is extremely powerful. It is very powerful. Speaking of, is there anything that you think of professionally that you failed at? All the time. But well, I, confidence I mean, we covered. Yeah. No, and I, I, I don't think she feels like she failed at it. I yeah, feel like she, she felt like she I've came up a little bit it. short. Grown up, it, wasn't your, it. it wasn't as comfortable for correct, you. Correct, correct. And I felt that I needed to know everything. Well, when and not I was, for nothing, you had a unique situation where you were wise beyond your years and you. working in a position that no matter what, you're, I think you said off, off, Offline, mm-hmm. that you're not an ageist family or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I think that applies to you to be taken seriously with such serious positions yeah. at such a young age. As yeah. a woman and young. It's it's tough. Yeah. So no, regardless that. of you having natural confidence, I think that confidence comes with time. So, okay, so working at conf- worked at confidence and now I we have s- it. I would say I take on new projects all the time and I do try to go outside of my comfort zone um, so there have definitely been times where there have been hiccups or roadblocks or things of that nature like you know a working on yeah not uh, whoopsies uh, yes definitely I would, yeah they could be whoopsies um, but also just like learning by doing it that I wouldn't have known these things had I not gone through the process of doing it so I'm constantly trying to acquire new skills and take on new projects that will grow me grow the team grow good housekeeping grow Hearst etc um, so I've been doing a lot more in data. Like data is obviously something that everyone cares about now. Um, and working on projects kind of uh, across different divisions here at Hearst. Um, so as I'm first doing it, I don't know everything. And being comfortable with asking questions, I think, is really important. You know, that I don't know the answer. And instead of pretending like I know the answer or trying to fake it like I know the answer, I think it's more valuable for everybody for me to just say, hey, can you explain this to me? Or, you know, I'd love to learn this. And that's something that... I've only gotten more comfortable with as I've gotten older and really in recent years. You know, I used to feel the need to always know what was going on and to always have the answer. And it's okay not to. Like, I'm surrounded by brilliant people. They'll probably know it, and they'll probably know it better than I do in in a lot of facets. So let me learn from them and pick up skills from other people. I love that. So as Marissa alluded to, we have a ton of mantras. In fact, all of our business cards say our mantras on the back. It's something that we, as career experts and, you know... um, motivational speakers, for lack of a better way of phrasing it, say all the time. And we probably have hundreds, but we came up with five. Um, And we cover them each episode just to kind of remind our guests what they are and inspire you to think of what yours are. You have to repeat them. We have to repeat them. (laughs) Um, It's our brand. So first is say yes, which we will now edit. Say yes and. Say yes (laughs) and. and. Meaning, especially when you're interviewing or career-minded conversations, not necessarily just interviewing, but as you've said, Saying yes to opportunities, 
if there's somebody out there that wants to meet with you for whatever the reason, you go. Yeah. Right? I and literally that, don't say no to anyone. Right. If someone wants to meet, I'm going to make the time. It may exactly. be five minutes. It may be Thankfully, just that's why you're now. on the show today. Yeah, here yeah. we are. <laughs> Woo. Good thing she I, said I yes didn't even us. read anything. I was like, right. yes. Good okay. thing she said yes to you guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that leads us into another one, which is you never know unless you go. Because mm-hmm. if you have a conversation with someone about X, it might turn into Y. Yeah. You may meet them. They may have something else brewing that could be good for you personally yeah. or professionally. And it's just... It's better than being in your pajamas at your computer, as we always say, if you're, you know, a new grad or somebody looking to change careers or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, Dream Big has always been a big one for us, which started, which we like to say Marissa invented years and years and years ago, and then everyone in the world uses. I'm missing my seal. We did not seal it, which was a mistake. Um, Network most when you need it the least. Disney used it after me. Yeah. Disney did use it after, like and then like Hyundai thing. or somebody else. Um, <laughs> Sounds like whatever. Big. Yeah. Uh, network most of the least, which is typically when we're talking about people wanting to make career changes, uh-huh. or even within this organization. You know, if you know that Rachel is, you know, a position in a position of power, hiring capability at your organization, or somebody like Rachel, set up a coffee with her. Yeah. You never know if she might be the yes well, person. I do to, think. To set up. I think in this particular podcast, uh-huh. like in, in a lot of conversations, one of these little letters applies most to the the guest. Uh-huh. In this particular case, I think you are 100% like the network the most when you need it the least person because you're an example to those out there that maybe be, you know, they're working in an organization and they don't know what to do next uh-huh. or they feel unfulfilled or they've hit a wall or they feel like there's another place on the team or a different team that yeah. they'd like to learn about. Uh-huh. And I feel, explore. yes, yeah. like the, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's, yeah. You know, I have never been fortunate enough to work in an organization that had more than just, like, me in it. Right. Um, I'd like to knock on my own self and be like, Marissa, Mm -hmm. what's next? Okay, I'm trying. Right. Um, But in your place Mm -hmm. of work, I mean, for someone to work in a big organization and feel like they're unfulfilled, well, that's just silly. Yeah. Right, because there's so much opportunity, especially at large organizations, to network within, right? So I'm sure you guys have... You know, resource groups within yeah. Hearst. I know at when we were, I was at uh, Time Warner, at Turner. We had all these different, like almost like clubs in yeah. a way, right? So there's ways to do it that way. There's we ways have these to just, new affinity groups. Affinity but there's groups. A, there's, a, there's always been like there's always like, stuff. Or, women in tech, yes. or that, whatever it or, may be. Yes, yes. or yeah. even if it's not in your organization, like and you don't work in this mm-hmm. huge building. Yeah, exactly. Green juice. Yes, yeah, green juice. <laughs> it's like whatever, 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 whatever. whatever. Acai speaking yeah. of that's yeah. twice. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that even if you're not in a large organization, that there's opportunity to network with Very people that so. do what you want yeah. to be doing. My husband's significantly better at that than I am. I and it comes ha- naturally to some yeah. and not to others. No, my husband is tremendous at that and that's been a learning for me. I, I, I'm always a yes to other people. If ever there's ever someone who wants to meet with me, I say yes, I find the time, I make the time for them. Um, I'm not always the best about going out but again, I have a one and a two year old and one on the way so I, I have a comfortable excuse right now and I still try to fit it in Sorry, as much. Sorry, I'm as pregnant. I still try, Sorry, I, stri- I have a newborn. I still, <laughs> literally for those the last three years um, I try to fit it in as much as I possibly can so I don't use it as an excuse to say no all the time but I'm obviously more uh, balanced about yes yeah. and I'm going to have to do that in nine months yeah, yeah. exactly yes, exactly. And. yes, yes and. and yes pause yes uh, and then the last one that we say often is if nothing else you go on these meetings and mm-hmm. it's, it turns into nothing yep we always say it's just another hand to shake and another card to take. Yep. And in this day and age, it's another LinkedIn connection. It's another opportunity mm-hmm. to say, I, quote unquote, know Rachel Rothman yeah. also. Mm-hmm. I had coffee with her once. I said hello once. I stopped by her office mm-hmm. once. And next time she has a job opening, right. I might You're be able on. to apply and be right. like, remember me? Right. 
Um, and and you learn from everyone. Exactly. You learn good things. You learn bad things not to emulate. You know, you, you can take something away from every, Any every encounter. Every this morning, it. someone emailed me back and said, you know what? I just don't want to go on the interview if I know I have no interest in that position. There's nothing yeah. that makes me want to jump yeah. to my computer more. In fact, when we say, when people say, I don't want to waste anyone's time, it's yeah. typically actually probably our biggest pet peeve. Because right. in career mm-hmm. and in work life, nothing. Mm-hmm. Zero things are a waste of time. Right. In fact, every single thing, if you look at it in a positive way, has the opportunity to be more than Very it much is. so. Very much so. And it's and it's it's frustrating as counselors that we get that a lot. And mm-hmm. so our big message often is nothing is ever a waste of time. Correct. Yeah. Just say yes. No lost and, opportunity. Right. Yeah. No lost opportunity. So that said, do you have a mantra that you say often or anything that you kind of try to stick to? I mean, one that comes to mind. It's not it's not I have Several, several mantras, yeah. but the one that like jumps to mind that I repeat repeatedly, uh, you can't change crazy. Um, so there are mm. things that you have the ability to impact change and to move and and whatnot. But cr- crazy is a God, different. That beast. applies to a lot of people cra- for me. Cra- crazy, <laughs> sorry everybody. Crazy, crazy is a different beast. There are people. There are systems. There's stuff that you just can't change. Crazy, like leave it. Like leave fi- it be. Yeah, li- figure out a way to to navigate it or deal with it or get the most out of it. But you can't change crazy. I actually sorry. looked at it as soon as you said that. I looked sorry. at it as more of a positive. Like yeah. you can't change me. I'm like, crazy. <laughs> sorry. Like and I yeah. got bombed, yeah. but it's, it's, it's so <laughs> true. Like, I actually like, frozen because yeah. I just heard you curse. Yeah. But seriously, like you just can't change crazy. Yeah. Meaning I'm crazy. I'm and crazy. I, Take me I or embrace leave me. that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, very much so. Both of those. I also do. I, I like that. I like that, that very much. Sometimes yeah. my husband and I will say that we're living in the upside down. Mm-hmm. That like we're the normal ones yep. and we're looking for Barb. Right. And we can't <laughs> find her anywhere. Um. Where I, is my heart? Stranger Things reference. My husband and I know we're in the insane asylum together, and that's why we're like right. happy about it. We're right. good about it. But there's like, not that many walked, yeah. that are like us, though. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Rare breed. Rare breed. <laughs> so what keeps you inspired? Because obviously, you know, here you are. You have, you know, two and a half children. I mean, you're that's, sti- that's a massive you're still in inspiration it. for right. me. And you're still yeah. in it. You're still here. So I what feel keeps like you, you-, read, you read to me as one of the most present oh, people I've you. ever met. I feel like you're really authentically wherever you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and this, I, I repeat, is on an hour of sleep. So <laughs> here we go. You're not, you're not getting the best form of day. Uh, I mean, good my thing cho- you got your eye yeah, makeup done because cho- I would never have known. <laughs> um, my children are a super source of inspiration for me. I mean, I, I, for me to leave every day to go and do something, it has to be something that I feel passionate about, I feel inspired about, that I feel like I'm making a difference. And I do feel that way every day that I'm here. Um, and to make the world where, you know, I'm a woman who's from a science background and that, you know, my children, if I can make that a little bit easier for two young girls and whatever's on the way, phenomenal. Um, so my husband and I both try to be really amazing, supportive role models for them and just embrace who they are and, you know, create a world that we, I think as parents, like you want to create a world where your children are going to grow up and you're going to be happy and excited for the world, excited for the world that they're <laughs> going to be in. And that that's, you know, that's a main driver for me. And, and like I've said, I mean, our audience is huge, which is a, a burden, but it's also this tremendous, you know, source of of passion and excitement for me that we're going to be changing people's lives. Like, again, whether it comes to safety of your children, I think that that's an area where I'm really excited to be an advocate in and to help inform people and to help them make, you know, choices less scary for them or easier for them or whatever have you. Um, 
you see strollers about, you see toys in here. Mm -hmm. You know, those are some of the things that we're actively testing right now. There is now. a chocolate poop maker the, back there. We were we were <laughs> talking about this. This is a trend I hope, you know, goes away. The, the poop. The poop yeah. trend. Any of the icky, yucky, poopy type stuff. Uh, I I call, as, a, as a mom of two boys, it's I call, never leaving. I called last year the year of ick, and I hope this year it, it goes away. Um, unicorn poop, unicorn slime, yeah, snot. Yeah, glittery. Yeah, or, or glitter. Glitter I mean, snot. Unicorn llama, all that stuff, yeah, yeah um, as we're gearing up for this year. Um, so that definitely is inspiring for me. And just like the next generation of, of people that are coming up, like what can they be, what can they do? I think it's incredible. I don't know, like what will my kids be? I don't know what career opportunities will be that's insane to me like my children may never drive a car like that's in probably won't like that's insane to me um you well, know that's what a is profound thought yeah i mean there are things like that that i think about constantly about you know what does their future look like and what are the things you know, we don't know the acceleration of technology and product and and all that like i've seen it in the 12 years i've been here you know and, and like i was here when the first iphone came out like that's insane to me that there was a, a day and age where kids didn't have that and we didn't have that and, I mean, and we th we didn't have it we didn't even yeah. come close to it yeah no i'm so, like i, I mean, went you might have come close no, i did not know no, no, i mean i went to school and there was no facebook like yeah. the, you know what i mean like that's i, I didn't grow up in that day like the, in, in that time period. My husband went to school and he didn't have a cell phone when he went nope. to, like, had no phone. Like, how did you connect with people? Like, You, you know, know what we did? Yeah. You, you showed up. plans and no, you showed no, up. You showed up. You made a plan. Yeah. We just talked about this because yeah. I, I was fortunate enough to go to my 20-year college reunion, which yeah. if you do the math on that, it's, I'm close to your husband's age, but not quite, not quite. <laughs> um, I would call. Mm -hmm. I would I would make a plan. You and Rachel and I have plans. Yeah. And then you show up. I go to the plan. Yeah. I don't see you. Yeah. I go to a pay phone. I use a quarter. Yes. I, I dial your home phone number. Yeah, which you had to know. Yes, I know it in my brain. Yeah. I leave you. I, I don't have anywhere to look it down. Look it up. Sometimes right. you would write uh, something on your right. hand. Yes. I or would, like a post-it in your wallet. Yeah. Um, which would mean you carried a wallet. Yeah, there has I mean, to be a who wallet. who carries a wallet if you have a dollar? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I would leave a voicemail on your answering machine, yes. which is what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> and it would say, hi, it's Rachel. Leave a message. Yeah. And I would say, Rachel, I'm at this place. I don't right. see you. And then Rachel will go to a payphone because and she would find me. Into yeah. the message. Break yes. into her answering yes. machine, find out where I am, yeah. where I am, and then redirect. Yep. Yeah. And that would be the night. And then yeah. if it doesn't work because you tried that twice and maybe you've had a cocktail, yeah. I'll see you tomorrow at dining hall. Right. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how the night goes. And by the uh, way, a lot of magic happened between those I'm phone calls and the night magic. and the next day. Oh yeah, completely. Um, so anyway, what like what will come, I don't know, and it's exciting for me to kind of always be on the cusp and know what's going on and help to, like, lead the charge and where things are going. I think that that's really, like, some of the, the movements that are happening right now. Like, I love that people are caring about sustainability, that people care about wellness, um, and that I get to kind of help oh, guide and by it. I, I mean we and the brand and the people in this building and more broadly in the media industry. Um get to help, you know, shape that. I think that that's really incredible. It's so that cool. Is. Yeah. And now we talked about this a little a little bit, but as a senior level player here, I imagine you do a ton of interviewing. People yeah. come in I'm and I'm going to tell you my favorite interview question. In okay, so that was actually my one question would be what impresses you? Yeah. Which we talked about a little bit, which was preparedness and um, straddling the line of confidence and cocky yeah. and not necessarily entitlement, all mm -hmm. of those things. Yeah. Anything else that impresses you? And then, yes, I'd love to hear your... Um, I mean, the preparedness... I'm the sorry, all I see is flat tummy. Like, that's... <laughs> 
So there's a book behind you. I just got distracted because I'm like, what's that? And it says super salads and then underneath flat tummy recipes. Yeah. Um, I, I that can be flat, yours. Yeah, that can be yours. Um, so tell me. If you just stay pregnant, you don't need to have a yeah, flat Yeah, you don't tummy. have to worry about it's it. Fine. That's, that's fine. Um, By the way, before you move on, I just am sitting here thinking about how I should have said this. So we also work out of a place called Bellworks in New Jersey, okay. which is, um, if you watch um, Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I do watch that. That's like literally the only show that I've watched. So he went to work for Bell Labs. Yeah, of course. It's the original Bell Labs. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. You have? You have? I did a tour. In Homedale. Yeah, I love doing, I love lab tours. So, (laughs) yes. Okay, that's we did this and you're like spare time. We're like work time, work time. Work time. Oh my god, I got a lab tour. I was gonna go. I was gonna go to Michigan. Uh, they have a lot of auto, and I was supposed to go on a lab tour, but I can't for physical reasons that's right now. But right. anyway, yeah, that's love lab tours. Me, I like yeah. to go to a spa. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you I were to go back, clearly with wasting your kids, your you can teach them. Yes, I showed my children the other day what a payphone looks like. Yes. It's because crazy. my children yeah. don't know. I got. I had my children have the Fisher Price like rotary. Uh, the, yeah, the rotary. I love those. Like, yeah, but they're like they have what no anything. No, it's not anything that looks like this. They pick up and put to their ear. You're like, they're can I swipe this? Things that don't have a. Yeah, like, can I swipe this? My two year old, whom like we limit her TV and whatnot, and she doesn't really go on our phones or any devices. Um, Let me know how she, that pans out. No, I mean my second was on it. The, se- yeah. like the second she was born. <laughs> Your, this fine. this on one liter- literally is watching TV. <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, teach their own. Whatever yeah. works for us. We were able to at the onset, but I knew whatever. Anyway, as it is. But um, so she literally took my phone the other day. She was FaceTiming Jen, which you know we do on rare occasions, and she somehow managed to get within a subfolder on my thing into YouTube. Log in and get to a Sesame Street episode. I was like, you watch that episode. I've never I'm proud been of you for I getting so there. I'm so proud of you. Yes. And she got there in like 10 seconds. I'm like, I don't know what you did or how you knew that because you don't have a She's like writing That's SQL. Yeah, I was like, she's exactly. so yeah. fascinating to me because I did not teach either of my children, as most parents would yeah. probably agree, how to unlock my phone. Sweat. Like they're yeah. literally learning Sponges. innately. Mm-hmm. How to be technologists, right? That, and is, that's what I said. Like Sienna converted MP4s to MP3s yesterday. Yeah, and you're like, so oh, that we can put it on it because she can't take any things to screen to camp. So we wanted to have music and her sound machine, Aww. her white noise. So we were trying to figure out how to convert it. And, and I'm she's staring like, I got at my it. phone and my. I literally am googling every single thing. Yeah, she did it. She yeah. figured it out. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is your um, what impresses you when you're interviewing somebody? I, th- I think excitement about the role. Like, I want someone who's excited. The role. And pre- I mean, preparedness is huge for me. Like, if someone comes in here and doesn't know what the Institute does, who we are, what our, you know, our mission is, you know, that's, it's like, why don't you do your homework? I'm spending, I'm taking mm-hmm. my time. I've done my research on you. I know we who you are. We tell people that all the time. And then they're homework. coming in here not prepared. And the I, worst. I, yeah, that's, that's not respectful, you know. I 100% exchange. agree. So that, that's something that bothers me. Um, What's your favorite interview question then? You I just, asked them if they were a Microsoft Office Suite product, which would it be? So oh my you, God, I love this. Are you PowerPoint? Are you Excel? Are you Word? Are you OneNote? And you find out. I don't out, even know it? what OneNote is. Oh, yeah. Christian, a, what are you? You're a OneNoter. Oh, maybe? No. no? That's a great question. Right? <laughs> I'm going to say words. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to go words. Yeah, but I feel like OneNote because you're, you're words, but you're visuals and you're like creative, but you're also, you know, I'm organized. You're all these things. Word. You're a OneNote. <laughs> no, like, on the whole suite. That's right. what, but there OneNote incorporates everything. You can bring in Excel. You can bring in Word. You can bring in, Are like, you OneNote, Rachel? You're very passionate about <laughs> OneNote. I know. Really. 
<laughs> it's so funny. For a really long time, I was Excel. And the longer I've worked here, the more I've like migrated. And there are times I'm like, oh, maybe I got a little PowerPoint in me. Uh, but I can never hold it. It's funny. Mara, what are you? Know. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, yeah. you guys, I've got to, I'm word. Like, she's that's word. so lame. She's like, indent is like as fancy, <laughs> fancy as you get. By the way, I, can I was things. about to say PowerPoint for me just because I'm the no, best No, you're at like it. kind yeah. of brilliant. No, like, ready? She's scrappy, ready? organic. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to throw you all for loop. I'm publisher. Oh, there you go. You know why? <laughs> because publisher is extremely Shocker. creative yeah. but at the same time like within frameworks like you're in a template to do publisher so I feel like I'm very I do well in the lines yes but I'm also extremely creative so yes. I feel like PowerPoint doesn't have lines it's just like a blank canvas you have right. to create the lines yes I like having the lines but I like them being able to be creative within so I'm going to say publisher okay there you go but I also think power, PowerPoint or publisher but you me. can also broaden it to anyone saying but I also any, do love Excel any productivity tool you know like I, I love me an air table I love me Confluence. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are, mm-hmm. there are, there are. Uh, I have to Google. <laughs> I'm upset. I'm about messing up someone's day. Like, what software? Are yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love but it's, that. But it's the thought process that someone goes through. I don't, you know, one, their answer is obviously indicative of how they view themselves as it's a logic person, a creative person, or whatever have you. Um, but also just like the thought process of how they get there and what they're going through to get to that. I'm face to face. Mm hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. the original you're FaceTime. Like, you're like, I'm FaceTime. No, you are I'm, I'm actually, I'm, 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 I'm Oregon Trail. I got it. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Marissa, you're a file effect. <laughs> I love my file effects. She it's, loves a file effect. Oh, come on. It's because, I, it's not that I'm antiquated. Yeah. No, well, you just like to I write just, things down. I yeah. am very wordy. I, well, it's funny. I mean, I have notebook on notebook on notebook. I am chief technologist and I am... Uh, pen and paper, uh, pencil and paper, usually more often than not. Ooh, pencil. Um, like a number two, sharpen. I was a professional note taker in college. I got paid pretty well for taking notes. Um, I like I'm a I'm a hardcore note taker. I can't process. Me too. Things. Look at me. I'm a. I'm, I'm a, writing yeah. everything down. I'm a kinesthetic learner. Like I can't learn, but I'm horrific at processing auditorily. So Same. like my husband listens to podcasts at 1.5 speed and like I'll literally listen at one and have to like repeat it like seven times. Well this like, one hopefully you'll listen yes. and you'll be like, oh I totally understand that. <laughs> um, He's like yes and <laughs> yes and okay so if you have one piece of advice for our listeners today, which typically are people that are job seekers mm-hmm. or looking for inspiration at work or maybe trying to change careers what is it that you would tell them as a, you know, somebody that's been in your job this whole time, a, a working mom, any piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? Well, I would tell them to trust you guys. You're Aww. brilliant. And, like, I've I've seen you guys also as you've gone through various stages of, of your roles. And you capture things in people that they don't capture in themselves, which I think is really exceptional. Thank you. That you see things in people that they didn't even know that they had. Um, and I think that that's a wonderful trait. and it's to help me a little them. emotional. Thank no, you. But I, I, yeah, I no, cry but every I, episode. Every episode. But I genuinely mean it. Like, to help prepare people, I think that, I mean, it's it's a noble profession, but you guys are also so good at it. And talking about, like, being true and present in what you're doing, you guys are, like, the living embodiment of what you guys do. So I think it's really tremendous. Um, but I think, like, we've kind of hit on all the things. It's make sure you're getting out there and meeting with people and talking with people, even people you don't think are necessarily going to be the most helpful. It may be in a different career, but they may have advice for you on how to go about doing things or, you know, one little thing that may click for you in terms of, uh, you know, an approach that you can take or something. So you can learn so much from other industries. I think so often people get kind of married into the industry or the role that they think that they need to be in or that they want to be in and don't look outside of that. 
if I had done that, I would never be in this role. You know, I would never have had any idea that this existed. So get, get out, meet with as many people, explore different things. You know, if you think you do like a particular, you know, industry, it's fine to try something and do it. But it's also okay to try other things and mm-hmm. see what about it you like. And, um, you know, something we've been we've been saying kind of throughout it is that you can translate those skills into other roles. Mm-hmm. That I'm not looking for somebody every single time who has a mechanical engineering background and who has tested products before. I'm looking for someone who is analytical and pragmatic and you know, good at multitasking because we're doing a million different things simultaneously here, who is a people person, um, who can learn quickly, who's adept at these things, but who is excited by everything that we're doing. You know, those are things that I'm looking for. Sure. Um, So I would just say not to put yourself in a box and feel limited inside the constraints of that. I agree. Um, Anything that we didn't ask you that you wanted to cover today? Anything that you wanted to say? I know what we want to talk about. Yes. Toy testing. Oh. Toy testing. Um, so we touched yeah. it a little bit. We touched it a little bit. Well, Chris, no, we talked about Christian has been jazz since he walked into this. Uh, well, if you saw share, if you saw shared universe studio, which is where we typically podcast, yep. um, it's owned by Ming Chen, who is a very kind of famous in his way comic dude, mm-hmm. um, and has a ton of collector items within. So if you walk into um, their offices, it's all awesome toys and. Um, like a Golden Girls skateboard? Yeah, like just yeah. really cool collectible stuff, very like-minded to kind of the you have to see geekiness the, that the you appreciate as well. Um, as like comic books you got to Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. And all, but all the toys. Yeah, it's a lap tour. Yeah. I can, I can get that under work hours. Yeah, yeah fine. totally. Um, but anyway, so tell us about the toy testing. Um, so um, unlike other, you know, uh, outlets that are looking at toys we're looking at it from a handful of different approaches so first and foremost i sit in on the astm safety committee for toy safety standards so we know what the industry standards are and can ensure that all the tests uh you know are conformant for the products that we're getting in so we look at that which is actually a nice change again i've been doing it for 12 years when we first did it there wasn't mandatory uh standards in place for it so we had to do a whole host of tests within the confines of our lab drop testing and pinch point testing sharp edges all those types of things. So we continue to do inland metrics. We also look at just construction quality and things like that. Uh, And then we bring kids in. So for us, I mean, again, as a parent, it's very difficult to find the perfect gift for your own child and or other children. So for us, it's about making recommendations that we're saying, we've tested this toy and we know that it's durable, it's well-constructed, it's safe and all these elements, but that kids have also really really enjoyed enjoyed it. it. And we give different attributes. So whether it's scientific, it's creative, it's an arts, it's a whatever, we're we're giving a host of different things across a host of different price points, across a host of different ages. So that's one that I'm really proud of and always really excited to do. It's so cool. In fact, um, as I've mentioned on this podcast before, and I will interview him Mm -hmm. on this podcast one day, but my husband works in the toy industry, as you know. Um, no we longer cross, at Nickelodeon. We cross paths at Toy Fair. That's right. Yeah. No longer at Nickelodeon, now at Epic Story Media, yeah. which is his new job, and he's loving. But we talk about toys all the time in our house, obviously. And one of the things I find fascinating about the toy business is the age recommendations. Mm-hmm. And so Dave once explained to me, in layman's terms, mm-hmm. that there are certain things about toy testing, which is such an interesting thing as a parent, that if there's any part of the toy, correct me if I'm wrong, that could fit through a straw... It's not a straw. It's actually something more similar to what would be uh, then it's like the tube of a, a turtle, toilet paper roll. A turtle. That's, a, that's about the size straw? of it. <laughs> no, yeah, like, a really large straw. It's like, like a, it's like this. Big. So it's if something that it, so certain things if essentially the then it's a, of a child size of, a kid that's so under three years old. It could be a choking so if, hazard. So when you see a thing that says three plus, and you're like, my kid could play with this, and yeah. he's two. It's it's likely because there's a 
piece of it that could be a choking that could hazard. be a choking hazard. Yeah, so which I find so interesting. Correct. Because I always I never understood ages. Like I'm like this says six plus, but like it's definitely fine for like my four year old. Yeah. But it typically has something yes. to do with choking hazards. Exactly. Yeah. Frequently is, is is a big issue for it. So that's something we actually tell parents at home. So if there's any component that could fit inside a toilet paper roll, which is actually a little bit larger, uh, it could potentially be a choking hazard. As a parent who has had to go to the ER because your child has choked on something, follow those age recommendations. Interesting. Good to know. Yes. All right. <laughs> Noted. Um, so... As we wrap up, there's a couple questions that we ask, which I now might ask, what part of Microsoft Suite are you? Um, so obviously, we're halfway through 2019, so it's... Um, are we? I have no concept of time. We are. We are. A company. And uh, we typically ask, you know, what is your intention or action word for 2019? So we don't like to call it um, a resolution necessarily, mm-hmm. but we try to kind of frame our year or our intention throughout the months of something and do you have an action word that you're kind trying to yeah, achieve this year besides on. pregnancy <laughs> that's eating up motherhood, a, motherhood. that's eating up a lot um i would say it's less a word oriented and more just like collab i guess collaboration is a good one because mm-hmm. it's like a lot of cross-departmental stuff um a lot of um across different platforms so i would say collaboration kind of across the board is is, is a big uh you know star for me this year. Love it. Would be the big one. And our last business question is, uh, which we touched on a little bit, and I probably could guess what yours is, but um, we talk about that everybody has professionally or in general um, a superpower, right? Uh That you bring something to the world that no one else does. Yeah. What would you say your superpower is? Well, what do you think it is? I want to hear what you think my superpower is now. (laughs) You touched on it earlier. You were saying that she celebrates everyone? Yeah. That's well, I was going to say cheerleader, but I that's kind of what I typically say about myself. Like I my superpower, I think, uh, which I talk about often on our show is um that I add sparkle to everything I do. You do. Um, I like I just add a little glitter. I yeah. I would like to say I think you you said something something really beautiful about me before that mm-hmm. I'm still not over and I might I <laughs> She might stopped listening for the last it. 5 minutes. I mean, like several she's times. still crying. Um <laughs> but I I think it's easy to call you um the celebrator mm-hmm. and I think it's also easy to call you like the engineer or the anomaly mm-hmm. or the unique oh thank you but I think thank you. I think what I'd like to zoom in on for you in my opinion is you have incredible poise with words oh, and I think you. you're extremely what I would like to call I think you have an, an excellent amount of clarity like oh. you're extremely clear so when I hear you or when I feel you, or for me, I feel. So when I see, hear, think, feel, yeah. everything to me seems like as if you've dialed in. So yeah. I said to you before, you feel really present to me. Mm-hmm. So if I were well, you're you, an empath. So if you feel yes, that way, I'm feeling I'm I am feeling 100% good. an empath and much more. Yeah. But if I'm sitting here with you, mm-hmm. right, if I were you, me, Marissa, mm-hmm. who's Microsoft Word, um, if I were you, I would be a hot mess express. <laughs> Okay, and for some reason, and I I say that with with yep. the utmost yep. care. Yes, it takes a certain human being mm-hmm. to be twelve years at a company, mm-hmm. to have three other siblings, one who just got married mm-hmm. um, the other day, yes. with two little kids, pregnant with a third, living a dynamic Manhattan lifestyle, mm-hmm. and having a power career. Like the word balance is actually. It's not, not that, yeah. applicable. It's not even applicable. Like it's like you're above and beyond that. Oh, okay. And when you communicate, um, as whether it's on your social media profile, as a daughter, as a mother, as a sister, as a friend, as an employee, mm-hmm. you're clear. 
Yeah. And I admire that. Oh, thank you. And it comes across when you're speaking. I have chills now. Yeah, well, I no. was actually going to say, I, which is funny, I wrote this down. When you were writing Clarity, yes. I wrote on brand. By the way, my clothes are like coming down. <laughs> I have with, known, my, with my passion, I'm sorry. I have known Rachel for a lot of years, and I would say that you as a professional woman sitting here today, we don't get to see each other as much, mm-hmm. but... You're so on brand. You're so exactly the way you always were to oh, me, yeah. which was smart and Thank solid you. and She's friendly. Crying. I'm having no. you guys here with me all the time because I but feel it really, fantastic right now. It really now. is yeah. a very, it's a very unique thing to be on brand. And I feel like I myself am on brand. I am yeah. Jamie no matter where you place me. And um, I think what you've been able to create for yourself here at Hearst, which is such a beautiful thing to be able to do, is that you are just Rachel here, which is so awesome. And people appreciate you for being Mm -hmm. Rachel, and they have embraced you for being you, and you have grown here because of it. I would say very much so. I'm very lucky. And and So what were you going to say is your superpower? Well, I was going to say, like... Efficiency, probably, mm-hmm. and and multitasking. I'm very focused, so I'm able to like switch. Such an Excel answer. Yeah, I'm. I'm. She's I'm so a, Excel. Well, there's Christian. like uh, on any given day, I have eleven <laughs> different things going on, and to to figure out which thing needs a little bit more, you know, a little more oomph in in the day. Um, it's kind of a reweighting. Like I never look at it as balance because I don't. There is no balance. You know, it's just what is the yeah, most balance Im- is not it's what pool. what is the most important element in that moment, and that's where my focus goes. Um, not that other things are not happening and not being focused. Like everything's always in, in your peripheral. Yeah, everything's always there. It's not like I'm going to let something fall. Um, but recognizing what needs a little bit more more weighted at that's any given a gift. time. That's a hard thing to always be. Yeah, able I would to. say that that's something I'm very good at. I'm the I'm the product guru. You know, as people need that. Um, but as you well, guys, there you were, go. I was going to say, who are you and your group of friends? Yeah. Now we know it's just ask yeah. Rachel. Just ask Rachel. But I, there's something I would be really remiss if I didn't mention. I have the most tremendous, you know, community and support system around me. Um, my family, which extends to my siblings, my parents. I moved three blocks away from them. My mother-in-law. I have a squat. My nanny is incredible. The school where my kids are. But my, you have to be a certain kind of yeah. person that wants that. I that, embrace that, it. Yeah. Well, not only that. Everyone that you've just announced has to want to do it for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you make it easy to want to. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But And that's that's a gift. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. And I have two incredible children. And I picked the right partner. And, you know, we, we're there for each other when we need to be, you know, in, in every facet. And if that means I need to be at Good Morning America at 4 o'clock in the morning, he's on kid duty. If it means that I have to stay late to go and do something, you know, he's on top of it. And, and we're, we're there for each other as well as our entire extended clan. Um, and I knew I saw in him the most incredible partner and father and friend and weirdo and all these other elements. So, um, I mean, the thing, very like four sentences alone, I would be frenetic. Who's going to watch my kid at four? Okay, what do I do? so we're going to digress now as we wrap up. We always ask these three questions at the end. We were inspired um, to do something like this from our original. The reason why we podcast is our friend Carrie, who we who we talk about often. We were her first. We were guests on her podcast. This was our first time podcasting, and she asks like a one question to all of her guests, and we wanted to do something like that. So we came up with three because we don't know how to just do one. <laughs> no, we're wordy. Um, I'm wordy. <laughs> We're wordy, as we know. We're filofaxes. Um, so you're from a similar area to where we're from, which is up in Bergen County, northern Jersey. Um, and we always talk about uh, with our guests who have really been from all over the country, but we just so happen to, to live close by, but far enough where your places are going to be different than our places. 
What is your favorite? And I know you're a foodie, and yeah. I know you love to eat. And I know, actually, ooh, I have a good answer for you. What's your go to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? And what I was going to say is the honey mustard at Quad Market. <laughs> but it was so sad. It changed ownership, Aww. and then it wasn't there anymore. And the honey mustard off. at this market so by we're her hoping Hamptons it's house? making a comeback this summer. Yeah. Like, drink it by the vat. Yeah, literally. Like, like by the qu- no, quartz of it, and we would you, drink it. We would it. get, like, like boar's head turkey and just and like just dip, dip it in. into the yum um, oh yeah, my god so, good. so I actually answered so that for you but yeah. did I have, eat lunch I ate lunch already yeah <laughs> oh my god no, I'm starving already um, what is You're your favorite hometown you yeah. eat all the time what is your favorite um, well, what's it, your go to order at your well, favorite hometown well it's interesting because my parents no longer live there so we don't go there that much right, anymore and most, and most of the places have closed unfortunately there's an Italian spot that we'll go to every now and again and I get like a, a big hearty a meal that I would actually never get anymore. I get like a chicken milanese and a pasta and all these other things. Right. Um, but you were eating we have, healthy then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. I mean, I used to. Have ma- I used to have mayonnaise chill. sandwiches with like a side so of chicken. Well, so did like, I. Yeah. No. It was. But we were athletes and running around. Yeah. There's great. I'm very fortunate to have a good metabolism. All good. Um, now I eat a more. This that's actually balanced. I eat more balanced now. Um, yeah, so I don't like it's sad. It, that's actually really so sad right, for me. So we're gonna go with yeah, the honey mustard. Sorry, the at honey Quag mustard Market. at Quag. Thank you. Fine, you made that fine. one easy for me. Um, yeah. For those okay. black and white cookies the, are from. Is that Quag? The black and white cookie place? No. No. I don't know where that is. Oh that's no, it's West Hampton. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in the world, this is one of our favorite questions. Yeah. Where would you go? One alone. Yes. Two with your partner, mm-hmm. and three with your best friend. We know she wants to go to a lab. Yeah, yeah she's going I to Bell Labs. I'm going to go on a <laughs> lab herself. spree across the world uh, for myself. Yeah. Um, with my husband, we want to do Japan eventually. It's one place that we haven't been able to go yet. Um, I've been really fortunate where I've done a lot of travel. Um, so I've been to a lot of the places. Like, I've checked off. Like, India was really high on my list, and I got to go there. Um, you know, th- things of that nature. So... That, Japan's probably the highest right now on the list of places we haven't gone. Um, and with my kids? No, I said with your best oh, friend. With my best friend. So my sister always takes me. My sister's my best friend, too. Um, she's she's like the yin to my yang, and she takes me completely out of my comfort zone. So the last sister trip we took was to Iceland. And up until three days before, we were meant to go to Mexico together on, like, a yoga retreat. Um, so we did our our last yeah that trip. was what we were meant to do and then she was like Whoops, she, we're she, gonna call, do well, she called an audible it was for her birthday so I said whatever you want to do we'll do and then like three days before she's like we're going to Iceland and I was like okay whatever you want and usually <laughs> I'm the planner and the doer but I wanted her to be happy and for her to plan the trip so uh, lo and behold we're getting on the flight and she still didn't book the hotel I'm like literally having like sweat and hives <laughs> and everything we did like everything I would never have done on my own she completely takes me outside of my comfort zone so anyway that was an amazing trip so I would want to do something adventurous and insane with her and I would just have her dream Planet it out yeah whatever it whatever it is because she's if I A dreamed it it wouldn't be outside a great story about Jen who I have not seen yeah. in years who I adore is that the la- probably one of the last times I've seen her is when we were I was walking on the street in the city with Dave and my husband, who I think at the time was probably my fiance, speaking of timing, or maybe my early husband in the last 10 years. And we're walking in Chelsea, and Jen, we see Jen, and she loses her mind that it's us, right? Yeah. Never met Dave before, hadn't seen, him, <laughs> seen her in years. She picked Dave up physically and 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 wooed him around. In I'm a like circle. not even remotely. Right. Like, yeah, it's like obviously, obviously. She's like, oh my god! Like literally, yeah. like picks him up, twirls him around. She's yeah. like, what? Who are you? What's going I'm on? I'm like, this is Jen. I yeah, can't really her. describe her. That's She's her. the best. She I warned plans. my husband. I warned my husband he was getting both of us. And yep. yeah, to this, we I do mean, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, she slept in bed with the two of us. Right. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> um, so on our last one, this is a tough one because you're somebody that probably is not allowed to say this out loud. So we'll say. So we always ask, what's your current brand crush? Because we love brands and we love being able to support other brands. And, yeah. No, it's a great um, question. We talked about Bellworks earlier. We also have space at, a, at an awesome space in the mm-hmm. city called Luminary. We're really into women's run brands right now. Mm-hmm. I know that you are as well with all this incubator stuff you're doing. So is there any brand that you're super crazy about right now? I mean, there are industries that I'm super excited about. Like yeah. the, the baby industry is one I'm really excited about, that it's going to have like a renaissance right now. It hasn't been innovated in, in decades. And you're starting to see like really amazing, innovative things that aren't that are making people's lives easier, better, et cetera. Like 100%. The, like our clients. Yesterday, yes. literally yesterday, we just were at the beach, and I saw a girl who just had a baby last week, and since I've had babies, so literally in the last three years, it's all new. Yeah. She had a bassinet yeah. that was on the beach with her. It was yep. like a collapsible yeah. bassinet for the nap. And I'm like, what is that thing? Yes. As I'm like rolling a yeah. stroller backwards. Exactly, exactly. Through the sand. Um, so things like that get me really excited. Like the yeah. Duna when it came out. I don't think yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The collapsible. Oh, no. That the, it goes from car seat to stroller. Like genius. Um, you so know, I'm a city parent. Oh, my God. Like, I actually can't discuss some of my war wounds. I still, <laughs> I still, I still can't say the too name. Rough. I won't say the brand too name out loud. But it's like if you the say adapters, it. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the, so that, I'm excited. But the Brezza. That, that yeah, was a cool thing that happened. So our client is makes baby Brezza, which was a huge innovative thing for me when I was um, I'm a second a time parent. fierce advocate of most of the Brezza products. I I I didn't realize you guys were working them. Yes, they yeah. are a client. Yeah. And when when I was a second time mom, not the first time mom, the formula maker, the formula maker, it was a huge yeah. game changer. I've given for them me. a lot of ideas about where I think they should go with the next iteration of that product. Good to know. Yeah, well, That's maybe cool. when they do, they will use us <laughs> to staff the job. So here we go. Well, this was such a pleasure. Oh, I could talk my, to you forever, you which we might have to stay thank after you. and just talk for fun. But no, thank you thank for you. being thank here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, love you. Know, you bring such a delicious energy. Like, I feel I feel recharged after having been with you guys. So thank you. Me too. And thank you, Maris, for all your support. We love you. And, and Kristen. And I said Kristen yeah. already. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Chatting. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it. Thank you, thank guys. You for being thank, here, you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.